You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Enough of that. Welcome to Garage Guys Fancy Sports episode 106. Patrick Mahomes got hurt. And there's no other way to put it. He's in the arms of the angels of your fantasy football teams now. There's no telling when or if he will return. It looked like a pretty bad knee injury. But all we can do is play some good Sarah McLaughlin and just reminisce on the fantasy points that would have been or may be. But right now, it's just a sad time. Sad time in America, Drew. Yeah, I agree. You know how I am, Chase, about fantasy sports. And when somebody goes down like that and I don't even care about my DFS lineup, that shows you how much I just am hurting as an as a, as a, as a NFL fan. So it didn't even affect me from the DFS perspective. It's just sad to see a possible NFL without Patrick Mahomes. These AFC quarterbacks, man. Tom Brady's done it again. He pulled the Infinity Stones out. Um, he has completely just obliterated all of his competition in his way. Um, you know, it's like, what's going to happen next? Yeah, like who's the be- who's the second and third best team in the AFC? Just off the top of your head, like the Texans and the Ravens. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, dude. Like if Deshaun goes down, like I'm convinced that Tom Brady's a sorcerer. Like, there will be no doubt about it. Like, that, that, that dude got some dark magic, and that's probably why he remained young. If Deshaun goes down, um, he's really the, all that's left. Yeah, he's added another layer from, like, sucking the life out of his kids from kissing them to now having some sorcery, too, to take their, you know, the injury. You know, he's, he's immune to injury, and he's taken it away from, from other players, other younger players, and – here we are. So I don't know who's going to be his next challenger or his next victim, but it's um, man, it's a sad day. That game was brutal. Joe Flacco is definitely elite. Yeah, elite in the highest form. Um, our our good friend uh, Lindsay OK on Twitter, uh, even though she is she's been very busy probably on Twitter after that game, uh, defending her Lord and Savior Joe Flacco. So uh, just prayers for you to continue to stay strong in your Twitter game, Lindsay. And uh, we'll, we'll be praying for you. I'll, I'll be praying for you as well because of our uh, long-running bet 
that we have uh, with Andy Dalton and Joe Flacco. It's just it's it's uh we'll we'll get to that next week. I can't even bring it up right now. Dude, like, did you see some of these throws? Like, he was throwing people. Like, he was throwing the ball out of bounds. It literally looked like a junior varsity quarterback that was. He got, the, he got the fear. He got the fear, man. He got yeah. the fear. It's just like I tweeted out. I was just like, yeah. There was a scene. There, there was one little like replay of Joe Flacco going, and he like, you know, they always tell you in school or, or when you're growing up playing little league or whatever, baseball, football, you got to follow through. This man is just like stopping mid throw and he's flinching because he's like, oh, when's, where's it coming from left to right? Like, it doesn't even matter if, if somebody's coming. Like, he's, he's got the fear in him now and he just needs to go sit in the car with Ricky, Bobby, and Karen and he needs to get that, <laughs> get that out of him. He needs to get that fear out, man. Like, I mean, Joe, Joe Flacco, something's got to give, man. Yeah, it reminded me of the Eli Manning, like, sacking himself days, you know, like when he would just give up and sack himself. Right. Like, that's, that's what it reminded me of. I thought that I thought that Joe Flacco was on the cusp of butt fumbling and sacking himself at the same time tonight. It was just uh it was rough. I mean, when you've got John Elway looking like he, you know, he's ready to go ahead and just pull the plug, he's looking for the pistol underneath there and he's and he's singing shine down, staring down the barrel of a forty five. You know, it's uh it's it's a tough scene to see a man like that, you know, a man that puts so much time and energy into finding the tallest men alive to play the game. It's uh, it's you gotta give eventually. I think he's just trying to find somebody that reminds him of himself. If we're gonna be completely serious here, and that's not the way that you go after winning in today's league. It's just not. John Elway, give up your job, quit, turn the key in tomorrow morning, and let it be. You've had a hell of a career. You don't need to fuck it up like this anymore. And that's just real words coming from a real man. <laughs> I love it. I love that uh, whole thing you just said there. I do have a question for you, and it's a tough one. Are you ready? Let's go. I believe the first the first Thursday night game of the season, the first game of the season, me and you came on here, and we said that the Packers game was the worst, was possibly going to be the worst game of the year. I, I'm confident that the game we just watched, if you count what we saw from Denver and Joe Flacco, and you combine that with Patrick Mahomes getting injured, I'm confident saying this this was worse. Yeah, and, and we might be saying it again. But for right now, yes, we're at this point, Drew. This was the absolute most shittiest game I've seen all fucking year. And Thursday night did not disappoint. And you still loved every minute of it. Let's be real. It's it's football. Football's on. We 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 love football. We watch football. We we root for our fantasy players, even though I could kick myself in the fucking dick for not starting some people I wanted to, but I'm, I'm gonna get it. We'll get into that a little bit, a little bit more into this game before uh, we go any further. But got a huge show pack. Got the Sunday slate for Week Seven of the NFL. We're gonna uh, we got a voicemail from our from our favorite uh, caller, Crazy Earl, called in to share some news with us. Uh, a lot's happened for Crazy Earl. It's been a huge, huge week for Crazy Earl. Um, so we're stoked for Crazy Earl. We're going to hear from him, and we're going to uh, talk a little bit about what he has to say. And, uh, and then we're going to wrap it up uh, after the Sunday slate with a little bit of uh, NASCAR talk it's going into Kansas. Playoff season is uh, getting ready to do the cutoff again. We're going to be in the round of eight. So uh, lots to come. But before we get into anything uh, other than what we've already gotten into, RIP Fantasy Arms, Patrick Holmes, um, this show is brought to you by Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page. And you're probably so used to hearing that by now. And we're just going to keep telling you every week, patreon.com slash garage guys. You can choose from four different tiers, 
Drew's busting his ass on these DFS rankings. Right now, if you go to Twitter, uh, you will see a recently retweeted uh, tweet from on my timeline, on the Garage Guys Fancy Sports timeline, and on Drew's timeline about Drew's week six that he had in DFS. This is a free article that we put out for anyone and everyone to read, and you can read a full recap of what happened, all the picks that he made, all the bets that he made, and literally Drew takes the time to make it literally like you're just sitting with him and he is thoroughly explaining. I, you know, I read these every week, and uh, Drew, they, you do a magnificent fucking job on these reports and you got you just you keep them coming man because i'm telling you it's uh it's it's a blessing it is a true blessing because you're gonna get all this stuff from other people all these rankings and everything else that people put out there but you're not gonna get the person that's going to literally write up something for free that anyone out there can read that listens to this show that doesn't that hasn't paid for our our patreon uh tiers that we have yet or maybe thinking about it, but just hasn't. If, if, if you were one of those people, go to Twitter, read this recap, and then tell me what you think. And if I'm right about everything I'm saying right now, you will become a subscriber to Drew's DFS rankings. They are working. They are killing it. And Drew, thank you for all the hard work that you put in for the Garage Fam because it's paying off like a mofo. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. That was your longest um... – that was your longest speech about it yet, so I must be doing something right. I'm, I'm passionate about this shit. Like, I'm pumped about it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We, we, got, we got winners. We, we, say, we said it before. We'll, we're going to keep saying it. We got winners. You're the, yep. you're the biggest winner on the team. You're crushing it every week. You're making money for the Garage fam, and that's what I love. That's the vision of Garage Guys Fantasy Sports. We're the guys that you sit back with, that you drink the beers with, that you talk sports, and that you just have fucking fun with. And we're doing that and we're winning at it. And we want all of our listeners and all the people that subscribe to Patreon, we want you to do that same thing. And that's why we do what we do. That's why we love what we do and we're passionate about what we do. For sure, man. And one, one other thing just to add on, um, you know, you'll, you'll see a lot of people. There's so much content out there for free. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of the reason I do the, the reviews are I want to show that the content I'm putting out there for the subscribers which you can find in the recap, it's attached. So you can actually go get the paid content and look at it. Um, we want to show that, or I want to show that the, the, the plays that I'm giving out at the top of the tier are the plays that I'm putting in my cash lineup. And that's literally, I, I, I post a screenshot of the lineup and you can literally pull it up and see exactly who I'm playing. And um, a lot, of, a lot of places you just don't see that you'll, you'll see them recommend these guys. And then next thing you know, they're, posting a screenshot and it's completely different players. So always want to be transparent. We're tracking our record for um, DFS cash games, FanDuel cash games, and then the, um, the best bets. So all those are going well and um, happy to help, man. It's been great. and looking forward to the next week. We've gotten some really good feedback, for some, some subscribers, and then we've also got a couple new ones. So appreciate that. And uh, I guess we'll get on to the, the actual content here and not take anybody else's time. So, yeah. Again, patreon.com slash garage guys. Go get it today. That was, that, was a, that was a beautiful way to push me off of my passionate rant about just how awesome the shit that we're doing is right now, man. I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> You're having one of your nights. There's like, there's like three different versions of a chase energy. It's like, uh, <laughs> and this is like your own level three right now. And then there's like, I think two is super energetic, um, but it's a different energy level than right now. And then one is when you're kind of, 
you can tell your own fumes like after Talladega, you know what I mean? Like right. that one, you still have energy. It's just a different type of energy, but you're on, you're on three right now. It's kind of when you like announce me as the, as the co-host type chase right now. Yeah. This is, this is, this is, uh, this is prime time, uh, loving life, fantasy sports kick chase right here. This is and NASCAR. What I do and NASCAR. And that's the same thing too. Like you said, not to always start from the content as well of, of getting into everything we're going to get into, but it's the same thing I do over at Roto Baller with my NASCAR picks every week. I give you guys that I'm using in my lineup so that when I do win, I'm going to show you that screenshot. And it's going to be those exact same guys. Like that, that's, that's what garage guys is all about. We're about being transparent. We're real. We're 100%. We keep it 100 all day, every day, baby. Garage Guys, Fantasy Sports, patreon.com slash garage guys. Check it out today. So finishing off a little bit about this game, though, just briefly talking about it. Um, started off, the biggest worry of the night was Tyreek Hill had no production. Finally bounced back towards the end. Caught a, uh, caught a nice floater from, uh, from our, our, our good pal Matt Moore that took over after – uh, Pat Mahomes had to go to the locker room. Um, but, <laughs> He's uh, just one of those guys that always finds himself like back in a like back in a role. Matt Moore. Matt it's Moore like, is the closest looking human being to Ray Finkel I think I've ever seen underneath a football helmet. All right, Chase, go ahead and expand on that because I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so yeah, it, when you look up pictures and stuff without a hel- football helmet on, you might not see it. I'm sitting here tonight. I'm watching this game. He goes to throw a pass, and they zoom in on him. He turns to the left. He's in all red. Um, and all you see is this like really like reddish tan guy and this fat black bushy mustache. And he just looked like this old Ray Finkel. He looked like Ray fucking Finkel. Like that's all I can, can explain it as he, to me, looked like Ray Finkel to me, it looked like a leprechaun to me, you know what I'm saying? But Ray Finkel all the way, hundred percent. Um, and that's where I'm keeping it. That's where I'm standing. That's where that's where I've, I've said what I've said, and Matt Moore is the new Ray Finkel of the NFL. There's definitely somebody listening to this that's agreeing with you. So he um, will be he will be a woman in ten years from now, and his mom <laughs> cookies that say laces out. <laughs> it is most definitely going to happen. It's one of those nights I could Pre- tell. Predicted it right there in the dome in the brain. But anyway, enough of that. So Matt Moore came in, did his thing. Um, the, the highest score. for Tyreek Hill owners, man. Like you just got him back, right? And now you got Matt Moore possibly with him for a while. Yeah, but you got, you got you got sixteen fantasy points. I'm yeah, sorry. but you can't be excited about it. Like, I mean, yeah, you got your touchdown, but you've been waiting all these weeks to have the Mahomes Tyreek Hill connection, and you got it for what a week and a quarter. I'm not worried about Tyreek Hill, man. Tyreek Hill's gonna Tyreek Hill, bro. Like if if that if if what happened. Tonight with Matt Moore happened. Like if he was able to get the ball to him, like if all it, all it matters is that Tyreek's down the field and his hands are out, and he'll find a way to catch that ball and bring it in. That's Tyreek Hill. Um, I can be you. You can you can be worried about it all you want, or you can be calm, cool, and collected like me about it. Tyreek Hill, fine. But you know what? You know what? If you don't want to believe me, go ahead and trade him off. Go ahead and, and try to get you some value for him. Go ahead and undersell yourself because in a couple of weeks, you're going to be sitting there and you're going to be like, damn, he still is Tyreek Hill. I'm not saying he's going to be getting like putting up like 40 burgers, but he's still going to be putting up really good wide receiver numbers. Okay. We're still going to be seeing over 15. I, I think I'm, 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 go, I'm good to say that his floor is like 12. 
I'm good to say he's got a floor of 12. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Just at first, it was sounding like there's no difference in who's QB for this guy. Now it's kind of changed, and I'm I'm, no, I'm okay no. with that. It's, I'm not talking about 40 and 50 burgers here. I'm just saying that as far as him as a wide receiver one, that's not going anywhere. That stays the same. A solid floor, I'll give him 12-point solid floor. And, I mean, even when Patrick Mahomes is in there, they still have your ups and downs. Maybe his floor is maybe a little more around 15 with Mahomes. It's not too much of a difference. This is just Drew really, really worried about Matt Moore. Nothing yeah. more than that. Well, Nothing like more I said, than that. He was thrown in very quickly tonight. Normally, you're going to see like uh, nine times out of ten when a quarterback's thrown directly in, like, it's kind of like out of happenstance. Like you're going to see like some some fluctuation. Like I think he almost had an interception, um, and he's still going to have some struggles. But as as long as he's getting the ball in Tyreek Hill's direction, like Tyreek Hill is going to do Tyreek Hill things. I'm not concerned there. Moving forward from that, though. Eli so, to, the, to the Chiefs? Eli to the Chiefs? Um, no, no. We're not going to go that far. Maybe, okay. well, there's there's got to be somebody out there. We're, we're going to have to think about it. There's, there's got to be somebody out there for the Chiefs. Um, and and we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out before the end of this episode. We'll, we'll do what we got to do. We'll dig around. We'll, we'll, we'll try to figure that out. But one important thing I wanted to note for tonight that made me extremely happy – was the fact that Royce Freeman was the number one running back on the Denver Broncos with 16 fantasy points. I've been waiting for some Royce Freeman action. We got it tonight. I had him in DFS in a couple different places. I loved every bit of that. Yeah, it's not like some huge wild game, but for him, this is pretty big. Um, and I'm not saying this is going to happen every week, but I definitely loved how much more involved he was. I feel like I did great making the right call on putting him in some captain spots. Um, but I made the most terrible call of all by not putting the Chiefs defense in the captain's spot, and I'm probably not alone in that. 24 fantasy points for the Chiefs defense on DraftKings tonight. Uh, the winner, uh, everybody that won that came in first place had the Chiefs in, as their captain. Um, literally one of my lineups, I was literally just the Chiefs defense in the captain's spot off from being up there around that $20,000 mark, and that hurts like a bitch because I typically – play defenses in a couple of different lineups that I'll do for showdown modes in my captain spots. Yeah, definitely, man. The, the showdown slates are where you're, where you get weird and uh, you can see a lot of crazy, crazy things happen on a one game slate. So definitely understand using defenses and kickers and all that stuff. Um, but you know, it's easy to say after the game that you should have played a, played a chief's defense, but before the game, everybody, every headline you read was about how bad, the Chiefs defense has been so it's it's tough man just got to move on to next week and keep keep plugging in those defenses I think they set a franchise record for sacks tonight <laughs> which is incredible um Broncos O-line and yeah. Joe Flacco wow well it's like they do like Joe Buck and, and Troy Aikman they were just beating him up like just like this team looks so lethargic and they did they looked terrible they just completely gave up they weren't even trying to play like, dude, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just like, you suck. Denver sucks. Fix your shit or get the fuck out. Like, I don't know what else to say about this team. Like, Denver is just not one of those teams that's supposed to suck this bad. They're just not. They're a legendary team in this league. They've done a lot in this league. They've won championships. They just, they crush. Colorado is a huge uh, football city. 
like just a sports city in general, like it's just, it's kind of like that central point in the West. Like you got to be good. You got to give your fans something good. If I'm going to, if I'm going to pay that much money for a fucking football ticket and I'm going to get that stoned, I better see some real good football. That's all I'm saying. Mile high shit. That's what I want out of Denver. That's what I expect out of Denver. Cortland Sutton, 14 fantasy points and Emmanuel Sanders came back in with 11. Um, and Joseph Flacco with seven. Only person I'm worried about on the Chiefs, man, and I will continue to worry about is going to be Travis Kelsey. Yes, he had 10 fantasy points tonight. Whoop-de-doo. That's not what Travis Kelsey is supposed to do. There is serious concern now with Travis Kelsey. I would be trying to trade him. Yeah, these running back situations, both teams are bad, but Kelsey is major, major concern. Um, I, I mean, I don't think you really – at this point, what mm. you're not going to be able to get anything – back for what you drafted him as i don't think um you might be able to find somebody that thinks he's gonna turn it turn it right back around but that's what i'm saying you target the travis kelsey lover the fan or the truther that's it if you got one of those in your league get rid of him asap and keep him in your starting lineup because he is obviously a starter he's somebody you can't bench somebody will take him um, depending I'll on take what you him. get, yeah, depending on what you get for him, you know, that's, that's kind of up to whoever's in your league, but I would probably be looking at trading Travis Kelsey at this point. Um, just, you don't think of, he's going to turn it around at all? Uh, I, I really, I think that he, this is going to be one of those seasons. He might have one or two big games going down the stretch, but I don't think it's going to get back to that consistent, just like, you know, ball to the ball to bang to bang, diggy, diggy, diggy shit. You know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. see that coming back. Um, Definitely going to be harder with Matt Moore. Yeah, a little bit. So, like I said, I, I would rely way more on Tyreek Hill than I would on Travis Kelsey with Matt Moore. Um, he seems like he wants to get that ball to him, and that's where he's going to force it to. Miko Hardman's another pretty cool guy to watch out for um, with him being, you know, kind of like the, you know, the, the rookie or whatever. He had 10 fantasy points, so he might be worth a watch on your waiver wire. Nine times out of 10, though, Miko, because of all the wide receiver wildness that's been happening. It looks like, um, you know, he might not be on your waiver wire. But if he is, you know, give him a, give him a look if you're having some wide receiver woes. Uh, last thing I got to say about this game, you might have something else to say, but the last thing I got to say, Von Miller deserves better. I love Von Miller. I'm a Von Miller fan. Uh, I, I do like defenses. That's the only reason why we still, in the GGFS Pro League, still use a full-team defense just because I feel like that is just a part of football that is just, like, awesome, even though it might be random. Yes, we did away with kickers. Still love having those defenses just because it makes it fun to root for a defense. It's always just fun when you have that to root for. So, um, I, I think Von Miller deserves better. He deserves better out of a team. The guy's a captain. The guy's a leader. The guy is a space ranger. He's a wild boy. I love everything about Von Miller and his Old Spice commercials and how weird they are. Put this man on a good defense and let him do his damn thing because I'm ready to see him get back to destroying. I agree with you, man. It's um, it's kind of unfortunate with where he's at. and It's it's both him and A.J. Green. I wish they would go ahead and just get traded um, to different teams. Um, but in terms of the games, in terms of this game, I just want to say like, don't mess around with all these – pieces like the 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 chiefs backfield's a complete disaster all the weapons I don't think yeah no this was yeah. this was purely a matchup reasoning why i would say i was you know con contemplating on starting the chiefs purely matchup related no 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 the i'm saying the chiefs backfield like the the running backs is what i'm saying like don't go like they're it's gotcha, they don't know what they're, got you yeah they don't know Bobby. what 
yeah, it's like it's it's a disaster right now, man. Like there's no consistent carries for anybody. Don't don't play these guys. Don't play the receivers outside of Hill um, and and Kelsey. But it's just man, Andy Reid's and all these all these guys. We've seen that. We've seen Pringle. We've seen Hardman. We've seen Sammy Watkins on and off the injury report. Um, so my take is just stay away from these plays. Stay away from the Broncos' terrible offense too. Should just, we um, should we call Damian Williams a running back three at this point? <laughs> Yeah, I, like I don't know, I don't know. Like, where are the analytics guys for breaking down which running back is actually RB one for them? You know, yeah. Two fantasy points is not going to cut it for somebody that everybody went hard after. And I mean, I'm glad I didn't go hard after this guy, but everybody that did, it sucks for you guys. Seven rushing yards, like, oof. Like Lashawn McCoy has taken over that backfield, and that's just the way it goes. It's one of those things too. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Shady's probably the guy. And then watch next week, like Daryl Williams will get 20 carries. I don't know. It's just – it doesn't seem like anybody like – how can you start any of these guys with confidence? I don't, I don't know. Ooh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. <laughs> oh, last thing, one more thing. Uh, Noah Font's got bricks for fucking hands. And uh, shout out to, uh, to our homie Soy Boy Stompy for pointing that out on Twitter. Uh, he, he made a tweet earlier, and he was just like, the speed's great, dude's got bricks for hands. Um, and then just seeing what he did tonight, just it's it's not. Is this more of a Flacco thing, or is this Noah Font just has bricks for hands? Yeah, I don't I don't really blame Flacco for the hands, but um, hey, man, we've been on Cortland Sutton for a while. He's like the only one that's like steadily producing. Yeah, so, yeah. Day uh, Deshaun Hamilton hasn't really came out and shined hard. I'm sure he'll come out sometime around the end of the year, like he always does. He'll be maybe be a savior for someone. Who knows? We'll find out. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, just an overall very disappointing, shitty game. Commentators are even talking about how shitty it was. So, yeah, this definitely takes the trophy for the shittiest game of the year of 2019 thus far. I even thought that was going to be the Redskins-Dolphins, and this kind of uh, really took care of that. Okay, so time for Garage Fam voicemail. Um, that's out the way. Moving on. Crazy Earl <coughs> has had probably one of the best weeks. Um, he called in to the voice to the hotline, which is uh, 1-929-430-GGFS. If you're listening to this podcast and you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, I expect to hear from you. I want to know my garage fam. I want to know you guys on a first-name basis. I want to be talking to you guys on Twitter as much as possible. 929-430-GGFS. We do a show on Monday. We do a show on Friday. You can call anytime during those that, that between that and the week with your questions. They will be on this show. I don't care if we have one week where we have 30 voicemails. We will play them all on that one podcast. And if that makes up an entire podcast, hell, it makes up an entire podcast. We love the Garage Fam. We want to take care of you guys, whether it be DFS questions, uh, season-long questions. If you want to talk about how you're mad that your wife left you, and you just want her back so bad, call us. I don't give a shit. Call us about anything. doesn't matter. 929-430-GGFS. So Crazy Earl calls in. As we know, in the earlier episodes of the 2019 NFL season, Crazy Earl called in. He's a big fan of Ryan Tannehill. He is a big fan of Ogumboli. I think that's how you say his name in, in, uh, in Tampa Bay, the running back, the rookie running back. And then he's also a big fan of Garrett Blunt. This was a huge week for Crazy Earl. <laughs> One more time. So, without further ado, 
the voicemail of the week, Crazy Earl. Garage guys, it's Crazy Freaking Earl. What's been going on? I'm back. Let me tell you, put the butter on my biscuit, Santana Hill under centering in Tennessee. I think he's the answer. Mariota can't decide if he wants to be Ryan Leaf. Or Joe Montana. So I think Tannehill needs to see some more action. Another guy who needs to see some more action, Ogunwale, Tampa Bay, man. He's in the end zone last week. Uh, I, I, it, was, it took a couple more weeks than I expected, but I think he's going to just continue, continue to get better. Another situation that may get better, Oakland. My boy, LeGarrette Blunt, man, it's exactly what he needs. Oakland, if they do what's right, he'll be in the backfield in the next two weeks. I can't wait. Another take for you. I want to get somebody behind it. I think there are the guys who may get behind this. Mahomes is down. Hey, what are we going to do? Uh, <laughs> Kaepernick to KC. Uh, so I'm going to rally behind that. Kaepernick to KC. One last take. Um, get your popcorn ready. This match back. Okay, he's back. He's coming with vengeance to Buffalo. Love everything y'all are doing, guys. Keep up the great work. Crazy Earl is freaking out. <laughs> Love the energy from Crazy Earl. Crazy Earl, you are you are a national treasure, and we thank you for calling in. That was so much fucking shit. So I guess we figured out who we need to rally behind for Kansas City now to be the quarterback. Colin Kaepernick. Oh my rally God. behind it. Hashtag rally season. Colin you know, Kaepernick. You know you're going to wake up tomorrow and see like a tweet with – Related to Colin Kaepernick, that's definitely going to happen. I'm just going to Photoshop his head on Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> and I'm going to put it on Garage Guys, and I'm going to put Rally Season. We gotta, we gotta Wait. find out Crazy Earl's Twitter. Crazy Earl, yeah. gotta get a Twitter. Uh, this just calls for Booty Boy to call back because we had a little rivalry going there. And uh, I know where is Booty Boy been? Booty Boy, if you're listening right now, we miss you. Call the hotline. Give us your takes on what's happening in life right now, man. I don't even know where Booty Boy's from. You need to tell us where you're from next time, Booty Boy, when you call in. I need to know where Crazy Earl's from. I imagine Crazy Earl is, like, from, like, a, a small town in, like, West Virginia. And, like, he lives, like, in a little wooden, like, cottage. And, like, he, uh, he, he doesn't ever cook inside. He always walks outside, makes a fire, and cooks with a cast iron pot. Like, that's – I feel like that's Crazy Earl. Like, that's his mojo. Yeah, he definitely likes to go – go outside go fishing and then cap it off with some dinner outside you know that's that's what i see oh yeah big time so so getting getting to discuss a little bit of everything that he said starting off yeah ryan Tannehill is going to be the starting quarterback uh for the tennessee titans um and it looks like coming into week seven they're going to be playing the chargers we'll talk a little bit about that game but could be uh could be a decent opportunity for for Tannehill. i definitely think that a, a change of uh change of energy on that team is needed right now. I watched a little bit of Mike Rabel's uh, press conference earlier today on that was live on Twitter, um, which is also awesome. If you follow these NFL teams, you get all of their live feeds basically on your Twitter. You can watch them at any time, all the press conferences, everything that's happening. It's uh, I think that the change of energy might be good for the team. We're definitely going to see some things different. Maybe we'll see some more Adam Humphreys involved. Um, that's what I'm hoping to see at least. Um, and you know, maybe we'll get this, uh, this passing game rocking and rolling. This could really skyrocket things for AJ Brown and maybe get him a little consistency. I, I don't really know what's going to happen. There may not be much change at all, but it's, uh, Ryan Tannehill has been a starter. He knows what it takes to be a starter and, and maybe this will be, uh, the best thing for him. Yeah. 
I know exactly what's going to happen here. So Tannehill, if you look at Tannehill's career numbers and, and Mariota's career numbers, it's almost identical, man. Like they're literally the exact same player. So what I'm calling, I feel like it would be the most like typical Tennessee Titans thing ever, is he comes in and he plays like just well enough to where the Titans don't know whether to draft a QB or not. Like they're in that weird like phase of like, do we go with Tannehill another year or do we start over? You know what I mean? They're just going to be in that same position they were they've been in for years with with Mariota. That's my that's my take. I, I feel like if Joe Burrow doesn't win the Heisman and he regresses slightly, that that might be the landing spot for him going into next year. Is he a junior or a senior? Uh, I think he's a junior. He's a junior. Okay, so if he does declare for the draft. I feel like that would be like the like just like the perfect like place for an LSU quarterback. Like after Zach Mettenberger went there, like it would just be like the perfect place for for an LSU quarterback to end up, or either the Patriots because that's typically where they end up, either the Titans or the Patriots. Bill Belichick likes those uh, likes those LSU quarterbacks for experiments. So Titans aren't going to be near the top of the draft. That I'm expecting Burrow to go there, and um, I don't know, man. They'd have to start losing a lot of games, but I wouldn't mind to see. I wouldn't mind seeing that. It's just you know how the Titans are, man. They're gonna like it's six wins, seven wins somehow, be in the middle of the draft and and miss out on all the top QBs. So, they always find a way to uh, to fuck up the tank. We'll see. Yeah, and Burrow's a senior, by the way. So we'll see. So yeah, myself. so yeah, going going in, going strong. It's gonna be cool to see where he ends up. He's doing killer things. We don't really talk college on here, but he's uh, he's doing some badass shit right now at LSU, and I can't say that. Uh, that I'm not enjoying it. So we'll put it that way. Might actually be watching a little college football this year, guys. Yeah, uh, dude, somebody <laughs> just one one note on college real quick. Uh, they somebody had him listed as the number one QB. I'm pretty sure that was like announced today. Like somebody, yeah, he's like he's taking over, man. He is he is officially in the running for the Heisman now. So uh, so yeah, be on the lookout, guys. Joe Burrow's on the way. Finally got some quarterback. It's going to open up recruiting too. So. It's going to be cool. Talk to an LSU fan today. That's why I know all this information. Don't think I just store it all in my brain. I'm too busy holding on to NASCAR and NFL half the time. Next thing he talked about was uh, was his boy, Ab- Abogawale. I'm never going to even try to pronounce his name correct. Um, I've already f- made up my mind on that. Uh, I hope you would back me up on that as well. I think it's just going to be better for uh, for, for the for, for the listeners and for the show if I just consistently butcher his name um, willingly. Yeah, he's the he's the Bengals rookie running back. Yeah, Bengals? not the Bengals. <laughs> Sorry, no. the, he's the Tampa, Buccaneer. Tampa Bay. Close, close comparison. He's uh. the, yeah, he's Tampa Bay's rookie running back. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure Crazy Earl, Crazy Earl, when he first called in, he even said that. What do you guys think about Tampa Bay rookie rookie running back? And then he said his name, right? Ogobawali. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the only person I know that probably can say it correctly because he's the only person that I've ever heard pronounce the name. So, congrats to you for for being able to pronounce uh, strange words, Crazy Earl. But um, yeah, I don't I don't really know. Um, you expect I, I I continue to just expect to see mediocrity in the backfield. Just Peyton Barber playing some here, Ronald Jones playing a little here, and then Ogabogba, whatever. Whenever he's ready, um, Bruce Arians will throw him in because somebody's going to have to get the ball because Jameis Winston likes to throw it too much to the uh, to the other people. And that's just what uh, Jameis Winston does best. So, uh, love love seeing that. And uh, and and I don't know, Crazy Earl. I hope your dreams come true though with him. I'm gonna try to say the name Ogan 
Ogun Bawale. Ogun Bawale. Ogun Bawale. Ogun Yeah. He's going to be the guy, Chase, that when they're down like two scores, he's like the the pass catching back. Everybody has one of those. That's that's this guy. Ogun will pass catcher. All right. Ogun will hook. All right. That's him. That's the guy. Next thing, LeGarrette Blunt. This is exciting. So, see a tweet the other day. They're bringing him in for workouts. Don't know how far this is going to go. But I honestly haven't even looked up anything about Josh Jacobs or Jalen Richard. Last I knew that they were both healthy. Don't really get the move. Do you know anything that I don't? I do not, but knowing how lucky Crazy Earl's running. I mean, Crazy Earl's running hot right now. If you can, he is, how- dude. Crazy Earl's on a hot streak from hell. Yeah. Like he's got he's got Satan's flames behind him. What are we gonna do on Sunday when we see? And God forbid this actually happens. I hate to, to curse anybody, but what are we gonna do when we actually see Josh Jacobs get injured Sunday? Oh man! Because that's the you're way call, this you're calling it. You're well, that's the way this happens, man, because like, if you do take Jacobs out of the equation, then it becomes realistic because the other two guys, they have, they have Jalen Rashard and, and, and uh, DeAndre Washington, and those two guys are not like your typical like, power back, right? So if you take Jacobs out of the equation, then Crazy Earl all of a sudden is in, is in business. So that's the, that's the path there. Like if, if, if no one gets injured, then I don't think we're seeing this. It, and, and it may happen, too, because I'll tell you, I did pick up that Packers defense for this week uh, against these Raiders. So um, Raiders have kind of had some shitty luck with Tyrell Williams with the, uh, with the plantar fascia, or however you say that medical term. Probably saying that – or fascia, <laughs> whatever. Saying it completely wrong. Um, I'm no doctor, guys, okay? But, yeah. So uh, garage guy Chase. I am garage guy Chase, and Packers defense uh, is – they could definitely be the the defense to do it to him. So, hope it doesn't happen. Shout out Josh Jacobs. Hope you're okay. Um, but who knows? Look, like I said, Crazy Earl knows something we don't. There's a lot going his way right now. Um, his last thing that he said, though, I love every ounce of this because I heard all the pure joy. I mean, he has joy in everything he says. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't have it in him to try to tank. He's just not that guy. He's just going to get out there, give it 100%, and whatever happens, happens. That's just that's, – that's Fitzpatrick. That's why he's a stand-up guy. That's why he's Fitz Magic, and we love him. Um, the, expect Devontae Parker shares to, to, to go up because I think that that's kind of been established as his favorite target in that offense. Uh, so, that's really all I like there. And there's, there's so much other shit going on right now as far as the Kenyon Drake trade possibility. I, I honestly think that that could happen. And uh, but but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see some Fitz magic. Don't know if I'm gonna be willing to start him against the Bills this week anywhere, but but good to see uh, Fitz magic back in action and under center as the starting quarterback somewhere. Yeah, I'm a huge Fitz magic fan. Most people are, um, but let's not you know make any mistakes here. We know what's gonna happen with Fitz magic. It's one of two things: he's either gonna completely blow up or he's gonna crush it. And this Bills defense is pretty – I mean, it's pretty safe to say it's a, it's a very, very, very strong to elite defense. So, Fitzpatrick's going to have his uh, – this would be one of his biggest Fitzmagic moments of all time if he's able to go into Buffalo and, and beat one of his former teams. I know he's played for almost every team in the league by now. But one, one comment I will say about Devontae Parker, he also had a um, vote of confidence from head coach there. Um, so, it seems like they're liking him. Also, Drake – the stuff with Drake is definitely real. Could see him moved 
And that's, that's something I um, actually gave out some, some free advice on a season long draft telling somebody, Hey, just take draft with this pit uh, Drake with this pick. I know you don't feel good about it, but just leave him on your bench. And I think he's going to get traded. So we might actually see that come to fruition. I would love to see Kenyon Drake go somewhere like if I had, if I had to, if I had to lay it out a team that I would like to see him on. Um, well, I kind of like the Bucks. Just looking at their running back depth chart, and they got some good skill position players at receiver. So, Drake kind of makes sense with the Bucks to me. Um, who's your Who's your team? Well, you, well, with that, I mean, you would make Crazy Earl sad because then his he wouldn't get to do what he you know wants him to do. But I, I could <laughs> I could definitely see Kenyon Drake uh, in the Bucks backfield, maybe uh, to to get Peyton Barber kind of out the way. It might give him a little more edge. Um, the only other team I can really think of right now that might could give a little bit of life, a team that definitely uh, that, that needs a little more oomph because it's been horrible for them, uh, would be like the Falcons maybe. Um, you know, Devonta Freeman, he's, he's came back in. I mean, he had him a, a pretty decent week uh, last week, I believe, in week six. I, I don't – I think he got 20 fantasy points against the Rams. So, or no, the, he was playing the, uh, yeah, he's playing, they were playing the Rams last week. So he got 20 fantasy points there, but may, maybe just to kind of have something a little bit better than Edo Smith, I would say. I, I, would you agree with that? He's better than Edo Smith. I'm super biased. I love Edo Smith. So I can't, I can't even speak to this, but just remember Kenyon Drake dropped the ball on purpose. Okay. Just remember that. This is our discussion, how we can't think of teams just shows you like kind of how running backs are right now. Like not many people that are looking to improve or looking to make a big yeah. change at running back. Like it's there's uh, only a it, few teams that are going to do it. And it might be one of these like really, really, really good teams chase that we're not talking about. that just want to add depth that playing for that playing as a third down back. So. Very true. Like, like the saints dude. the saints just picked up Zach Zinner. Like that's, that's a wild move. They got him from, I think he was with Detroit. I'm not sure if he was on the Detroit uh, roster or not. Maybe he got dropped, but Zach Zinner is kind of like a weird change of pace for the saints, but they got him because of the whole Kamara speculation and things that's going on around him, which absolutely sucks. Cause as soon as I'm getting Saquon back in this one league, now I'm looming with Alvin Kamara injury processes. So it's a, uh, you know, you, you, this is why we can't have nice things and you can't have your cake and eat it too, man. I've, I'm learning this lesson. It sucks, man. But, uh, but yeah, one, one of these teams like that is going through injuries, things like that. Shit, maybe the Packers, man. Gross, man. I can't have anybody else in that backfield. <laughs> Three guys in the I, Packers' backfield. I can't. I, I will eat it in the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you just made me, like, get super, like, nervous, even though I don't think there's no – I mean, there's no way that would happen. I, no. I don't think, but you made me nervous just thinking about my Aaron Jones nightmares. We so. could probably make a case for like at least a solid like twenty six teams that it would that he could just squeeze into and like whatever would happen. But we could stay hung up on that all night. But we'll we'll talk a little bit. Uh, we'll we'll now we'll talk about a little more of that. We we're gonna hang up the Kenyan Trick shit after that. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely something to watch. But don't get too hyped up crazy girl we love ryan fitzpatrick it's still the dolphins don't 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 get too wild out there don't get too crazy crazy but uh we love you crazy girl thanks for calling in again 929-430-ggfs call that number for the hotline let's go ahead and roll what you got name another podcast or podcast guest that just covered those consecutive topics i don't know whether to be excited or 
weirded out with the fact that we just talked about Kenyon Drake, <laughs> um, uh, the Tampa Bay Le running back, LeGarrette Blunt, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, yeah. It's underdog season, baby. Old dog and underdog season. Let's go. Even if we wanted to cut this out, the fact that he called all those things makes it ha- we have to we have to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, you got to you got you got it you got to give credit where it's due, and uh, and and Crazy Earl's definitely got something. Maybe he lives in the swamp in Louisiana and he's not in Tennessee making shit on a cast iron pot. Maybe he just like sits around with a mojo hand and like hangs out on the and listens to a lot of CCR and like shoots alligators in the face. I, I mean that. I mean, I could, I could see that, too, now. That actually makes a little more sense. They, we're down on the bayou. I mean, I'm down here in New, New Orleans. I'm on the bayou. I'm doing my thing. Crazy Earl might be in my backyard, and I don't even know it. Maybe he'll drop us a hint next time he calls. Let's see. We're going we're, we're gonna to find you, Crazy Earl, but we love you. All right. Week seven, Sunday slate. Let's roll through this thing. Let's, we're going we're gonna to briefly touch on these games and talk about some guys we like and guys we don't like. Starting off, Dolphins, Bills. Um, me personally, uh, I think the the news is kind of out that Devin Singletary has been practicing a little bit, um, so he might be returning. Uh, and if he does return in full flex, this is going to be an amazing matchup. Um, and again, I haven't heard to the extent. I've just kind of seen some things on Twitter where he may be practicing, doing some things. But if he's back, I'd love to see him against this Dolphins defense, this run game. Um, they're just, they, they can't cover the run. They're, they're terrible at it. So it's definitely going to be uh, a sight to see if Singletary's back. I know you're probably excited about the fact that Singletary's back. Shout out to the clock. First Shout of all, to the clock. pay yeah. my respects. Got to do course. that. Much uh, yeah, man. So this is, I have a lot of thoughts here. I'll try to sum it up real quick, but this is a classic case of a really, 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 really good matchup but we don't know what's going to happen in terms of like the split backfield thing. So it's just really, really scary about trying to, trying to predict, you know, is Frank Gore going to get the touchdowns? Is Singletary, are they both going to get them? But in terms of how excited I am for him as a player and his talent, it's through the roof, man. If you just watch this guy in his short sample size of playing and you watch him compared to somebody like David Montgomery, who I'm still high on, but Singletary is like ready to play more so right now than Montgomery from what I've seen, small sample size. But, uh, yeah, I'm thrilled to have – be targeting these Bills guys. I'll most likely be choosing either the passing attack and then on other lineups going with the rushing attack and just hoping that one of the two goes off. Right. It's going to be a big Bills day. Um, I'm, I'm firing up John Brown. Um, I'm also firing up some uh, some Knox, man, some Dawson Knox at tight end. Um, if Tyler Croft is still um, injured, uh, that's just kind of what everybody's been watching. Even if Tyler Croft plays, I still think that Knox uh, is going to end up taking that that role as the starting tight end there. He needs to. He's the young guy. Get get him in there. Get his practice. Get his hands right. Um, so I, I like Dawson Knox this week as well against the Miami Dolphins. But um, only thing I can say on the Dolphins is is just avoid them. And if that you if if all you have is a Dolphins player that that you have to play it's probably going to be like somebody like Devontae Parker because I'm not comfortable putting anybody up against this run defense that they have because they are uh, they up there, man. I think they're like seventh best against the run uh, in, in so far this season. So, yeah, just uh, start your bills, put it that way. Yeah, if you have a Dolphins player and you're having to start them, close your eyes go to, or go to your waiver wire 
sort by the most projected points and then close your eyes and click a, just click a player. Take a gamble. And, yeah. Cause Roll it's better. Dice. It's better than you probably who you're considering starting. All right. Jags at Bengals. Um, super excited about this game. We're going to have a Gardner Minshew bounce back week. Um, I'm, uh, I'm pumped. I've got Gardner in a couple of leagues. I'm putting him in DJ Chark seasons back in full flex. Super excited about that. And then another team and another player, the player that I think is going to go the fuck off this week is Leonard Fournette. I think that we're going to see a huge game out of Leonard. Um, I'm playing Leonard in DFS sites everywhere. I'm loving everything about Leonard Fournette this week. That's my guys for the Jag side. And then the Bengals got to go Auden Tate. Um, I'm even looking at putting in um, putting in, in the homie uh, Tyler Eifert this week, even though he's made of glass. Um, just basically because he's uh, – for one, I've lost a lot of my tight ends. Will Disley's gone now. I have Greg Olson in, in, my, in the GGFS Pro League. He's on a bye week. So – Tyler Eifert's just one of those guys that I've kind of like had my sights set on. And uh, this uh, Jaguars defense, I want to say that they're like 15th. They're like, they're kind of somewhere in the middle, but I think that, uh, that they're going to be focused more on the wide receivers. So Tyler Eifert could be a sneaky play as a tight end on the Cincinnati's team. Yeah, man. Uh, my take on tight ends is if you don't have one of the main few guys, you're basically just throwing darts. I mean, all the all the data suggests basically there's just a few really elite options, and the rest of them are trying to identify that matchup and try to find that that hunch that you think's going to get in the end zone. And um, I've gone to the well and I've a few times and been burnt by it, but I by no means will put up an argument against you on that. If you like him, go for it. Um, Fournette, man, he's the he's the play. We we played him last week in cash. We talked about him in the write up. Um, we're going to play him again. He's uh, just a dream matchup. And as we said in the article, he's he went into last week top three in touches, which if you have touches, you have the, you know, the most likely the chance to score. So he was just behind Christian McCaffrey, um, him and Le'Veon Bell. So we'd love to see that. We'd love to see Leonard Fournette healthy. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep riding it until we start hearing about injuries. And, again, just wanted to say uh, we miss you, James O'Shaughnessy. We love you. Um, appreciate the follow on Twitter, my man. Stay strong. O'Shaughnessy to Garage Guys podcast, maybe. We're, we're going we're gonna to see about trying to make that happen. Let's do it. Send, yeah. send, him, the, send him the DM right after okay. this. I'm, I'm going to send him the DM. All you guys listening, you got to just go on Twitter, tag James O'Shaughnessy. James, we need you on the GGFS podcast pronto. So I'm expecting all my Garage fam out there to get that done and rocking for us. Vikings at Lions. Um, are you excited about this game? Somewhat, but it could be one of those weird low-scoring games. I can't decide if Kirk Cousins is going to come back down to earth. And um, the Lions' defense is respectable, man. What do you think? They are respectable, but you also know what time it is. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead make your call. I'm not going to even talk about this game until you go first. All right. I'm 6-0 at choosing whether Stefan Diggs or Adam Thielen is going to go off. Who's going to be the best fantasy football play this week? As Drew said, yes, this defense, pretty stout against the pass. We know that they got some talent. Um, they, you know, they, 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 they give up a little, but uh, they're not going to give up a lot, but uh, still respectable. If I'm going to be real here, 100%, we're going to see Adam Thielen do his thing this week. Calling it, lock it in, Adam Thielen, Chase goes 7-0. 
on who goes off out of Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. This is the first week I feel a little bad about it. I don't know. I mean, it's not like uh, if you would have said Diggs. No, I you felt you felt bad before. You have felt bad before. Uh, really? You have a couple weeks back. I, I chose Diggs, and you were like, "Ooh," and he and he he outscored Thielen. Yeah, I don't even know why I feel bad. I can't really put it into words. It's just like the Detroit Lions defense is really really strong, and um, I don't know, man. I think you could have said the other guy. I think you could have said, "Hey, I think." Diggs is going to go off, and I would have said one of these days I'm going to be like Kyle Rudolph's going to go through the root. No, I'm not ever going to say that. <laughs> I got, I got, to, I got to stay true to my game. But yes, Adam Thielen's going to have the most uh, points out of the two this week against Detroit. And I mean, at, at the numbers, looking at the numbers, Detroit is, has been lacking a little bit as far as how much they're giving up. Like I said, they're they're still respectable. They can have their weeks where they turn that switch on. But uh, I think that this is definitely going to be a week where they do turn that switch on. It's a divisional matchup. They're going to be bringing their A game, and they're at home. So, Adam Thielen's going to be able to get that separation this week. I think that uh, I'm. I'm. I don't think I know. I'm 100 percent confident going seven and zero. Let's fucking go. That's where I'm leaving it for uh, for for Minnesota. And as far as the Lions go, um, I'm going to go ahead and have to say that the one player that's going to do well is going to be Carry On Johnson. Yeah, for this game, I'll, I'll go back real quick to the the Viking side, and then I'll go back to the Lions. Um, as far as DFS, man, um, I, I'm firing up Thielen and and Diggs in terms of season long, but DFS are way overpriced. So just wanted to note that. Uh, to your carry on take, I agree. It's uh, sets up to be a decent spot for him, but this this Vikings defense is no joke. It's just the volume we're getting with carry on. He's getting a lot of touches in the red zone. We like to see that. And um, he's super underpriced on, on DraftKings. So keep those um, pricing notes in mind. I just gave you two good ones there. The Vikings receivers are way overpriced, and uh, carry on is underpriced. I want to give a bonus on this game. I'm going to go ahead and flip over to the other team. Marvin Jones Jr. outscores Kenny Galladay. You respect it? Yes, I respect that, especially based off – the the matchups that should happen. I want to look at I want to look at that closer about who you know the cornerback situation, but I think that's a good take. Looking at a Jones Jr. Jones Jr. I like these destroyed high. receivers, man. I like them both. These destroyed receivers. These what did I say? Destroyed lions. That's what we're calling it from now on. Did I say destroyed or Detroit? You, you said destroyed. Oh. <laughs> I, call him. I mean it happens but but i like the way it sounded i, I, really I didn't did. even realize it i was just gonna keep rolling the destroyed lions i'm in it because they because they should be they should be fierce but they just haven't been fierce for like 50 years especially the way the refs have been treating them this year they might be the most screwed team in football so the destroyed lions might be fitting can i call the upset lions lions win i'm cool with that take for sure all right, Raiders-Packers. This is an easy one. Packers win, 100%. Home game, playing the Raiders. They're, they're having some, some, some weirdness, I guess you would say, but, but they did just come off of a win. Um, last game they had, I believe. Did, did they, were they in London last week? Am I completely wrong right now? They were I'm on the bye. guessing myself. They were on the bye. They were on the bye. Okay, so the last game they did play, though, they beat Chicago in London. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Okay, yeah, well, that's, that's London for you, baby. That's London. That's just how it goes. London calling. But, um, but yeah, Raiders are, are going to have some woes in this game. I see this Packers defense just being absurd. 
stepping up like a mofo. Um, <clears throat> still got the worries with, uh, with, with our boy Devontae Adams. So uh, the Lizard King, uh, what was his name, Alan Lazard? Yeah, I'm super pumped about this guy. I saw you picked him up in the Pro League. Yeah, this isn't a joke, man. I'm 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 honestly gonna go back and watch more film on him. Like I'm I'm not kidding. When I get serious about this, um, he brings based off what I've seen, he's just a different type running back than um Geronimo and Valdez scaling. And yeah, he's definitely a different wide receiver that they have there, and especially with everything that they got going on with uh with with Geronimo right now. I think he was is he still banged up or has he been cleared or you know anything that's going on with that? I haven't done my due diligence to like shit. Yeah, it's not it's not looking good. It's looking good for for the for the Lizard King, as you say. For the Lizard King. All right, so Lizard King in green and yellow, coming in hot. That's Drew's take there. We're gonna see a bounce back week for Aaron Jones. All you people out there freaking out, literally got offered Josh Gordon for Aaron Jones today in one of my leagues, and I declined it so fucking fast. And I'm so glad I did because the, the report came out about about poor Josh. It's not looking so good. Um, that game is on Monday night. We'll, we'll discuss that on the next podcast. But definitely sucks to hear what we heard about Josh Gordon and him uh, having those issues. But uh, glad I didn't make that trade. And I wasn't going to make that trade regardless because Aaron Jones is not dead. Do not freak out. Do not worry. I'm more worried than you are, but I'm going to just trust that you know what you're talking about and keep starting Aaron Jones confidently. Joel Embiid, trust the process. Um, <laughs> Rams Falcons. Uh, this should be an easy Rams win. Big news of the week. Jalen Ramsey is a Ram now. Um, he the trade finally went through. He's going to be there. He's still dealing with some back shit, but I think that that back is going to heal up pretty pretty quickly now. I think that all the, uh, the injury. I think that it was a complete false injury. Honestly, I think that this was all made up. It was Fugazi and uh, Jalen Ramsey. We might even see him uh, back in the lineup as soon as next next Sunday, uh, possibly this weekend. Who knows? You never you never know. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm pretty sure I'm fairly certain that I saw a tweet today from a confirmed source that the the back injury is like gone away. Yeah, it's magically gone, gone away. Yeah, miraculous. Well, who was it? There was another guy. I think it was um it was uh Bennett, Martellus Bennett's brother. I cannot think of his first name. He was at Green Bay. He got injured. He said, oh, I'm hurt. I'm this and that. And then he went to the Patriots, and miraculously he was better, uh, and he played the next week with the Patriots. You remember that? Yeah, that definitely happened. Yeah, that definitely happened. So Yeah, yeah. We, we see this Ramsey. kind of stuff. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey, man, it worked out well for him. I mean, he sat out. He, got it, he kept getting his paychecks. And then it also worked out well for the Jags in terms of the trade. I mean, basically – you didn't really have any leverage left in the situation and people were just making offers and you still managed to get two first round picks. So I think it worked out for both. Not bad here at all. The Falcons though, still could see some high flying offense. Uh, I, I wouldn't doubt it if Matt Ryan had him another good week. I definitely am going to be um, keeping my eye out on uh, our, uh, our good buddy, uh, Devontae Freeman, um, he has a really good shot at getting some good points production. This Rams defense hasn't been able to cover the run as effectively as they would like to. So I'm looking forward to seeing him have another decent week, maybe get him another you know, 20 points here or there. So I'm, uh, I'm comfortable maybe playing him in some lineups as long as his price is right. Um, 
and we'll we'll have some more information on the prices and tiers and everything like that once Drew has his uh, rankings up for Week Seven on the Patreon page. <clears throat> yeah, I'm excited about this game. This is going to be one that we're we're targeting, obviously. And if you want to get, it's going to be very popular. So if you, I say this a lot, but if you want to get different, you know, fade this game in tournaments. But if you're looking for the optimal plays for cash games, you want to look this direction. In terms of the like the overall game itself. It's not as crazy as a spread you would think. I'm pretty sure you said it'd be an easy win, Chase. It's just a three. The Rams are only favored by three because this game's at Atlanta. They'll still win. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I tend to agree. I think it's a, a perfect bounce back spot for a team that's been struggling. The Falcons' defense is the possibly the, the worst, if not, you know, if it's not the worst, it's definitely bottom five um, in the league. So we should see golf and these receivers get back on track. Um, in terms of the Jalen Ramsey thing, if if he does play, then obviously he's probably going to shadow. I mean, you would think he's going to shadow Julio, right? So Calvin Big Ridley facts. and Sanu <clears throat> would be your guys. I like Muhammad Sanu in this one. And on the Rams side, I like Brandon Cooks in this one. I think Brandon Cooks, I think that we're going to see a lot of fantasy production come from uh from from Jared from the long balls to Brandon Cooks and I think that that he's going to be able to burn them pretty well so this could be a big week for Brandon Cooks owners um and we should see Jared Goff Goff was that a good one Jared, I lost I Jared, lost focus I'm not gonna lie Jared Goff Goff <laughs> Go off, Jared Goff. Go off. off. Yeah, I'm following you now. Sorry, golf, I was actually golf. I was actually looking up something as you were saying that. What were you What were you looking up? So I was about to say how absurd Brandon Cooks' prices dropped, and rightfully so. I mean, if you're a Brandon Cooks owner, you're very disappointed, and I understand that. But the dude is 5400 against mm-hmm. the against the Falcons. Ooh, wee! Sounds like a juicy DFS matchup there, and a take that I actually really truthfully like. So that's from the gut right there. Brandon Cook's game, fifty. <coughs> excuse me, fifty-four hundred dollars. DraftKings. Hey, and Woods. I mean, any, any <clears throat> the Falcons are so bad that any of these three could go off. I don't think all three can, but two of the three can. And Woods is Woods is fifty-nine hundred, and then Coop, uh, Cooper Cup's obviously the most expensive just because he's been top one of the top receivers in football at seventy-four hundred. But I mean, I don't know how you feel, Chase, but I think. This game could be high scoring enough that you see you could stack golf, Woods, Cooks, and hope and get three touchdowns. Jared Goff, Goff. It's happening. <laughs> this next game, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you can't get over I like, it. I like how I ask you, like, do you think this could happen? And you just say, Jared, Jared Goff. Goff, Goff. So I'm going to take that as a yes. Yes, Jared Goff's going to Goff. Okay. Yeah. I. I, I and you're saying it. Cooks, Woods, Cooks, Cup, Woods? Nope. I'm saying uh, Cooks. Cooks, Woods, Cup. Okay. Yeah. Cooks, Got Woods, it. Cup. Got because it. they're probably going to be running the ball a good bit in this game. So I think that it's going to be a lot of run. And then you're going to like get those. like They're going to get positioned in a good spot. And Jared Goff's just going to be like, oh, hey, there's Brandon Cooks. Way the fuck down yonder. Jared Goff, Goff. But he's not gonna do that for Cup. I can't. I can't even get into this with you right now. Go ahead. Next subject. Check check, check down mode okay. for for Cooper Cup. Uh, excited about this game. I think this is gonna be one of the biggest fantasy games. This is one that I would actually play a showdown uh, at uh, for the for the for the noon games. 
Texans at the Colts. I think this is going to be a really good football game for one, and we're going to see some good fantasy production as well. Um, AFC divisional matchup. These two teams are both contenders, and uh, Texans are going to reign supreme. We are going to get the D-Hop versus T.Y. Hilton showdown, and I think the D-Hop will prevail. Ooh, breakout game for D-Hop? I've been waiting for it. You calling it? Yeah, I think we're going to get it this week. I think this is going to be the week that we're going to see it because it's just the most predictable way for him to go off in a divisional game. Um, he hasn't done really that hot. This is going to be that week where we're finally going to get to see him break through the numbers and do what he's intended to do. Yeah, I think he will go off. But I actually, if you look at just, you know, who the matchups are, Jonathan Joseph is who's going to be facing off of T.Y. Hilton. So I think T.Y. Hilton has the best matchup in football <laughs> in the NFL this week. Uh, Jonathan Joseph used to be a great player, but he's so old um, that I think T.Y. Hilton is going to, is going to take it to him, and, and Joseph has been one of the league's worst cornerbacks this year. So just a few tidbits for the, for the nerds out there. Um, but I do think both, it, both will have plenty of opportunities, and I, I would love to see this game shoot out. Yeah, I will say Indianapolis definitely has a little bit better of a, of a passing defense than Houston does. But <clears throat> when we get into the running game, I'm not, I'm not that excited about Marlon Mack this week. Just going to let you all know that. Um, I don't don't be too hyped on Marlon Mack. That's all I got to say about this week for for the Colts side of the ball, and it's just Ty versus D Hop. I like Mack not as much as other weeks, but I'll have a I'll have a disagreement there. I just I'm a believer in the system and the talent, and I think Houston's not so good that I'm staying away. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't. To your point, it's not the best matchup. No, not not for him. But I'm 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 I'm. Keeping with my, my guns here, T.Y. Hilton, D-Hop showdown. That's what we're going to get. 49ers, Redskins, no need to talk about this. All 49ers, uh, Terry McLaurin. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I mean, I'd be scared to even play McLaurin. Um, but for, I want to talk briefly about Coleman, Brita, because this is a big topic right now, fantasy world. To me, it's, it's really, really hard to pinpoint which one is going to go off just because – all indicators are pointing to Coleman being the preferred volume back, but all the big play like designed screens and stuff seem to be going more to, to Brita. Do you have a preference for the, for the listener chase? You know, this week it could go either way with this Redskins defense. Um, it's, it's hard to make a call like that. I mean, Washington is just, they're horrible all around. So, I, I honestly could see Brita having big numbers or Coleman doing it. But if I'm personally going to choose one, I'm going to go with the guy that I own, which is Tevin Coleman, just because I think that he's going to be able to open up a little bit more with that pass catching. I think that we're going to see a good bit of passes out of the backfield for, uh, for Coleman this week. And I think that he's going to be able to deliver some big, uh, some big numbers with those passes. So, that's why I'm leaning a little more Coleman. Yeah, you're, you're no. not – yeah, I like that. Your natural, like, DFS guy strategy is going to be, like, the, if you ask a 100 people that play DFS, they're going to say, Tevin Coleman and Cam, because you have that high floor of him being the red zone back and getting that touchdown. If you ask the guy that plays tournaments, he's going to tell you Matt Breida because he could more likely go off for 30 points. So that's probably the, the safe answer. All right. So, so that's, that's that game. <clears throat> 
Cardinals, Giants, excited about this one. We get to see Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones go off. Um, this week I was debating on whether or not I should start Daniel Jones. I am 100% firing up Daniel Jones this week against this Cardinals defense that is horrible against the pass. One main reason why uh, I was a little iffy about it at first because I was I – was, who should I start? Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew. What, what's going to be better? What's going to be worse? All signs pointed to Gardner Minshew at first. Now, Saquon Barkley is a full participant at practice. Evan Ingram's a full participant at practice. I think that while other people are trending away from wanting to play Daniel Jones now because Saquon's back in the mix, this is going to be the perfect week to play Daniel Jones in DFS because he's probably going to be very low-owned because people are going to think that he is going to be taking a step back now. The run game's back, especially against this Cardinals defense. I beg to differ. I think that we might see a little bit of trickery coming from this Giants team this week, and Daniel Jones is probably going to have him a very high-scoring football game. I'm all aboard the Danny Dimes train for Week 7. Cardinals side of the ball, Kyler Murray and David Johnson are about the only two plays that, that I'm comfortable with. And, of course, Larry should get his volume. But nothing that I'm, like, just gut set on. But I'm gut set that Daniel Jones is going to have a big fucking week in DFS. I really like the most of what you said there. Uh, Daniel Jones is definitely someone we'll be targeting. I think he has plenty. Even if you, you like Saquon, there's plenty of, plenty of opportunity for both these guys to score well. Um, what we'd really like to see is Daniel Jones throw one to Saquon. That'd be great. And in terms of receivers, man, there's actually there's two things here. We want to keep targeting tight ends against Arizona. They're the worst in the league. So Evan Amen. Ingram's a great play. And then the other thing is Golden Tate, who's just coming back off, you know, the suspension. He's been back a little bit. Arizona's atrocious against the slot. So if you want to attack the tight end slot, Golden Tate and Evan Ingram will be your options. Arizona, a little bit less excited about playing these guys, even though they do have a decent matchup and they've been picking it up lately. Um, no problems if you want to fire up Kyler Murray. Uh, like Christian Kirk coming back from injury to attack this Giants defense. And then bold take, Chase, you probably think I'm crazy, but if you look at from what I've seen, um, you know, I'm not saying this is necessarily a knock on David Johnson more than a pro on Chase Edmonds. If you haven't ever looked into Chase Edmonds, he actually appears in very small sample size. And, and I know you don't like the numbers always, <laughs> but he, this guy, is possibly better than David Johnson. Oh, that's hey. in, the, in the in the in the touches that he gets compared to David. Uh, David Johnson's okay. a power back. He's touches, got, but are we talking about in like total just athleticism? If you want a every down running back on your depth chart, it's still David Johnson. But in terms of fantasy production, if they started shifting more of the volume. Like, you know how all these guys do it now. They split, you know, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, all these people getting 50-50, 60-40. If, if more volume went to Chase Edmonds, just go look at it after the podcast. Go look at what Chase Edmonds has done with his touches. And I promise you, when you watch him play and you look at the numbers, you're going to be like, why is this guy not playing more? All right, the bird is the word. I, I, will, I will respect that and I will check it out. I still think that you're wrong. So, but we're not playing Chase Edmonds. I'm telling you, if if we got word that David Johnson was going to sit for one of these nagging injuries, 
I'm telling you, dude, all in. Oh, well, James, yeah, yeah. If, that's, if he's all they got, then, I mean, yeah. I mean, they're still going to have the same run scheme probably in the game. I mean, we've seen what Chase Edmonds has had, like, one game where he broke off a big run, I think, and he got some yeah. decent fantasy production. So, I mean, I'm not saying that it, that can't happen. But if, if they're both in the same backfield, it's always going to be DJ. Um, that's just where I'm sticking to. That's, that's I, I agree. Until they until noticeable changes from that coaching staff, it's always DJ. All right. We'll keep it there. Chargers-Titans, the same football game that we've seen for this past six weeks, but it's going to be different now with a new Titans offense. And although I'm not going to say that the Titans are going to, like, just come out and do some crazy wild shit and win this game, I still think the Chargers are going to fully take this game at home for the Titans. I do think that we're going to see a little more competition out of the offenses. I think that Tannehill is going to be able to, to move the ball. Um, I, I think that Derrick Henry is going to have him at least a uh, touchdown in this game and uh, maybe even see some action to uh, a one – you ready for this? Ready. A one Janu Smith. Oh, God. Getting weird tight end with it. Going a little weird tight end here. I think that Janu Smith is going to be a sneaky one um, for, the, for the Titans, Titans offense this week. So – I'm uh I'm keeping some uh some fingers crossed. Not playing him in, in season long by any means, but in, I might have him in a couple of DFS lineups here or there. Not sitting here trying to knock Delaney Walker, but I just think that they're gonna get a little uh get a little different with it. It's Ryan Tannehill, second string offense. We're gonna see some guys that he's been kind of playing with and doing things with. I think that we're gonna see some uh some fluctuation there, and I think that he could get in the end zone. Charger side of the ball. I mean, Melvin, maybe, hopefully, after last week. I don't know. Between him and Eckler. It's gross right now. They're not getting any help from that line and their defenses. I mean, this, the Chargers are decimated with injuries, and it's just tough to play these guys right now with the, with the split backfield. The only guy you have to play is, is Keenan Allen, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, Tennessee's pretty good against, this, against the pass too, man. So, I mean, it's, uh, you got you to kind of watch out for that. They, they, they're kind of sneaky when it comes to that pass defense. Yeah, Tennessee's favored this game, and I honestly think they'll probably win somehow. And, um, but don't be fooled. Tennessee's not good. This is going to be one of those weird games where they have a little glimmer of hope. And I kind of I I sense the uh, Derrick Henry breakout game. It hadn't happened all year. It just seems like it would be the right time, change of QB. Maybe we see some creative play calling to re, re-energize. the. You know how these things work, Chase. Might see something. Watch Deion Lewis just, like, have a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see something crazy. Like, Deion Lewis gets a, a, a pitch, and he ends up throwing, throwing a pass for a touchdown. Like, to me, one of those games, man. I just think the coaching staff, the backs against the wall, there's a lot of heat, a lot of pressure on this team. They're favored. So, if you like the Chargers, go bet the, go bet the Chargers. It's going to be fun to see. Saints-Bears, uh, Saints going to Chicago, Soldier Field. Always a tough game, Soldier. Not really too tough now because the Bears offense uh, with, uh, with the homie Chase Daniel um, is, in, uh, is everything that it could be or should be. So... I think this is an easy Saints win again on the road. I think Teddy's going to come out and do his damn thing. Um, Alvin Kamara uh, is uh, trending right now, probably not going to be playing. Uh, so just keep an eye out for that, which could mean big production for Latavius Murray. Jared Cook's back in full swing. Um, and they've uh, the, the Bears have taken a couple hits on defense too, if I'm not mistaken. So 
Um, Michael Thomas should have his normal share of, uh, of you know, receptions. Uh, not, nothing's going to change in that aspect. But uh, Jared Cook, I think he's getting into rhythm. I like it. And maybe a little Latavius Murray back there. But uh, I don't think we're going to see anything, like, super awesome, like, come out of Teddy as far as fantasy production this week. So don't get too cute out there. And uh, Bears, uh, I like Tariq Cohen. In this game, I actually like the defenses. Don't really like targeting the um, skill position guys too much. Is Did you say AK is looking like he's trending towards not playing? Is that what you said? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of stuff out about he's questionable. Um, he's got something going on with one of his legs. So, it's uh, – it's. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like, hopefully in a perfect world he's going to play. I don't, I don't think that he's going to want to, like, you know, just, just take a ra- – I, I can't see him just, like, not playing in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, so guys, you know. He hasn't been the same lately, though. He really hasn't. He has not been the same. He's been – yeah, I get he's been going up against maybe a little bit of tougher defenses lately, but he just hasn't been the same. So maybe that's a a big indicator that something really is going on and maybe he does need to take a week off so he can get himself right so he doesn't end up burning himself out. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm staying away from the skill position, guys. Um, Even if he sits, I'm probably not playing Murray. I like playing the Bears D and – DFS and the Saints D. So I am interested. The only skill position I will note is whoever <laughs> the other guy is that Lattimore's not lined up against. So I'm assuming he's going to shut down Mr. Allen Robinson. So if Taylor Gabriel sits again, then I've seen some really good um, trends on on uh, Mr. Anthony Miller. Anthony. Uh, yeah, he's, he's snap counts up. Everything's looking like it's headed the right direction. So if you want to play this game, if you're a Bears fan, you can look his direction. Um, one more thing. So, remember that a lot, like, we're, we're recording this. I'm sure you're listening to this on Friday or Saturday, but me and Chase are recording on Thursday. So, a lot of this stuff we're seeing about players is just, like, are they sitting out at practice? And so, you got to go back and look because we can't give you really good info until we know more um, beyond Thursday. Right. And if you subscribe to our Patreon page, then you'll have that information come game time. So, right. It's because – if they're not in the rankings, then we don't really like them, right? That's right. Ravens, Seahawks, uh, Battle of the Birds. Got to love a good Battle of the Birds. Um, I think that this could actually turn into a pretty good defensive game as well. Um, I don't see Lamar Jackson doing that well because this is going to be one of those matches everybody's going to be talking about, Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson and how they run. And this could end up being a uh, – <clears throat> Lamar might go in with the headspace of this is going to be a showcase for me. I'm going to run all over Russell Wilson's team. I'm going to show him how to do it. Might have a little bit of that young, cocky attitude coming in. I still think that Mark Ingram's going to be fed the ball a good bit, but I also still think that we're going to see some of that out of Lamar Jackson. And contrary to that, I think that um, – Russell Wilson's actually going to be more of uh, geared towards the pocket in this one. I think that we're going to see him. I, I think we'll see him, you know, he'll get out of the pocket and do his running here and there, but I think that he's going to be more poised and getting that ball down the field and moving it. Um, and, and I think that he'll be able to do that effectively. Uh, mostly uh, as far as a hot fantasy player for this game, I'm going to go all in with the boy Tyler, the rocket locket, locking in the rocket locket. Locking in Lockett. We're locking in Lockett this week. Big Lockett game. It's on the way. I'll start right there where you left off because this, to me, like if you're a football 
junkie. This is a game you you need to watch because lock like the locket thing is so interesting to me because the with Disley gone, are they gonna just try to double team locket? Because if so, then this is their DK Mac, you know, Metcalf week. You know, I've been down on him all year, uh, Chase, and big bit um, bit big on locket. So. I want to see what they do. It's really hard to predict when you see – like, Will Disley this was such Ravens a huge team, part of offense. I'm sorry to cut you off, but this Ravens team, I feel like they're going to be stacking the box. I feel like they're going to be keeping their eye on Chris Carson mostly. Like, that's going to be one of their main focuses. Yeah, but you got – I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you got new re-energized Marcus Peters coming over, right? To, yeah. To cut, to cover Lockett and I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, if you don't, if you like football a lot, like, you need to watch this game because there's been so much change. Like, we got Will Disley gone. That's a huge part of their offense. You have Marcus Peters coming over um, to to change that. You know, Baltimore's defense has not been good, and Seattle's defense has not been good. So, I, I man, I just don't know. Like, this is very unpredictable game. So maybe you target it for some tournaments in DFS and. Because I could see it being low scoring, like you said, or it could be something that shoots out. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm like super confident in one or the other. It's yeah, because I mean, right now, like Baltimore, yeah, they're way worse uh, with their passing. But with Marcus Peters, it's going to step up a little bit. But I mean, he's still got to kind of get into that game plan. He's still got to kind of understand. But then again, he's just running routes, so you can make all kinds of arguments you want to make. But I mean, at the end of the day, like I don't think that you would see a double team on Lockett. I think that they would. They, I think that Marcus Peters is like confident enough, and that Jim Harbaugh will probably be uh, confident enough to it. Did, did I say is it Jim or John? I hope I didn't fuck that up. Right. You probably there. said Jim, but it's okay. It's it's super late. I mean, I've already yeah. called the Bengals. It's Harbaugh. It's Harbaugh. Yeah, it's, it's it's John, and then Jim's gonna get leave Michigan this year. Okay, so, so there you so go, John. John Harbaugh, I think that he's completely confident in Marcus Peters' ability. Um, and, and I think that, yeah, he'll, he'll be out there. He'll be playing. But this Ravens team is just known for being pretty, you know, a little bit better against the run than they are the pass. And I think that they're going to still focus on that. Because if they don't, Chris Carson's just going to piss stomp up. The, you know what I mean? Like, if they, if they try to focus more on these receivers, Chris Carson's going to be able to have his way. So. Yeah. Yeah, do you agree that this is one of the most intriguing matchups? So, like, from just like all, because they're, they're kind of both trying to take a step. And obviously, with the trade, you know, we I called that on I think a week ago the podcast saying the Ravens, the AFC just got even more vulnerable. Vulnerable can't even say words right now with the way Patrick Mahomes went down. So the Ravens, this is their chance to take a step. And you know, they went and got Marcus Peters. Will we see Marcus Peters of old? Will we see Marcus Peters that was getting shredded by – I mean, the Rams' defense was not doing well. So, I don't know what to expect. And I'm not going to act like I do, but I want to watch it. This is going to be a great game to watch. I will say that. And we'll end it there. Last game. What did I game. just say? What did I just say? You said – you called Jim – you called John Harbaugh a gym, and I just right. said um, – I get him confused I, all the time. Yeah, he might be coming back to the NFL or going to a different college, but sorry, I just got off topic. But I've said like four things incorrectly that I would normally would not um, – I called somebody a, a Bengals running back that was a Bucks running back. What else have we done this episode? Uh, you said running back when you meant wide receiver. But, I mean, we, we could sit here and pick that shit apart all night. The garage oh, fan no, no, knows no. what's up. No, the Destroyers. That's what I was trying the to The Destroyers. Get to. Yeah, the yeah, des yeah. Destroyed That's Lions. That's what I wanted to get back to. Okay. Beautiful. It, it doesn't matter. The garage fan know what's up. We're sitting here. We're grinding out. We're chilling back. We're just having some talk. We're talking about some football. It's that's why, that's, why, that's why they're here. That's why Garage Fam's here. We love you guys. 
Um, and I, and I do it a lot too. So <laughs> it happens. All right. Last game of Sunday, Sunday night game, Cowboys, Eagles, NFC East divisional matchup. I don't know what the fuck could happen in this game with the way things have been going for both of these teams. Um, Amari Cooper's hurt. I've picked up some Tavon Austin shares. I'll start there. I think that we're going to see some Tavon Austin usage. Eagles secondary still poo. Dak could still have him a really good game. Um, it, my, my gut tells me go with the Cowboys. The Cowboys should win this game at home. Logic, logic tells me Eagles are probably upset. Oh, I don't even know if that would be considered an upset. I don't know what, what would be. I haven't looked, looked at that. That's, that's, that's your territory. You know what's going on over there. But for yeah, me, Dallas is favored by two and a half just because they're the home team. Usually the home team gets like a, a quick way for me to explain this to you is if it's a neutral site, like it's a two and a half point basically advantage for you being the home team. So what the line says is Dallas is favored by two and a half. If you take away that two and a half, it's basically saying pick. Does that make sense? It's basically saying, yeah, who do you pick to win? And the two and a half points is because they're the home team. So it's, it's, it's basically saying it's a toss up. My gut says Cowboys. Um, I'll be kind of looking at this one as far as like a showdown mode, like Tavon Austin would be an awesome captain to have because um, he could rack up some points, especially um, with, uh, with, the, with the homie Amari Cooper out the way. Um, and then the Eagle side of the ball, we might see some Miles Sanders action. I think that that, that could be something that was pretty intriguing. But then, then again, Jordan Howard's just been doing his damn thing. Um, so it's, uh, it's just – I don't know, man. I don't really know. I, I don't even know if I'm going to really want to play this one. I'm sure I'm going to end up playing it in fantasy. But as far as just being able to be confident about players that I like and I don't like, I, I don't want to lie to my garage fan. I don't want to lie to you guys. I'm, I'm a little un, unsteady with this one. How do you feel? Yeah, I tend to think the the Eagles are going to win this one. I don't feel the, the greatest about it. But, man, it's just I'm a little worried about the Cowboys. They really only beat and took care of business against against some really poor teams early. And uh, I'm worried about Mari Cooper not being there, man. Yeah, I think Michael Gallup's a number – I mean, Michael Gallup's a pretty solid – He's the wide two. receiver one right yeah. now. Yeah. And to me, he's a pretty solid wide receiver too. But when you slide everybody, when you slide everybody up a roll, it changes the game. But yeah. if you if you do want to face a team, though, like if you if you're like, okay, who do I want to play when our star receiver goes down, and who we, who's our passing attack going to be fine against? It's probably the team that just saw Kirk Cousins shred them. Like the Eagles' secondary is awful, so maybe they can maybe the maybe the Cowboys can overcome it. And um, it'd be all right. But if you're asking me who I'm picking, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Eagles on this one. All right. So all in on the Eagles, I take the Cowboys on that. So set your showdown lineups accordingly. Um, before we dip off, that that was your Sunday slate. Before we dip off, got a couple more things to cover real quickly. So we gotta do our YouTube show of the week, our our, our flashback YouTube Friday. We we still haven't come up with a name for this yet. Got we got to figure out a name. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll, yeah, we definitely do. We'll get a name for this. Flashback YouTube Friday is what we're going to call it this week. Uh, a little video came out 11 years ago. One of my favorites. Uh, the seven-year-old takes car on the joyride. So just kind of giving a play-by-play -play of this one. The audio is really long. You need to go look it up. But just, just Google seven-year-old takes car on joyride. Uh, it's this little fat black kid. 
rocking the camo cargo shorts, green polo, just like straight, just like OG child. And he completely takes his grandmother's car and goes just down the road going towards Walmart. And the shit that this kid says is the most amazing electric shit. So the news, the newscaster is asking him and, uh, He's saying, so, like, basically, why'd you do it? And he was just they were like, what happened? What led up to these events? He was like, well, my friend came over, and he smokes real cigarettes. Like, that was the first thing off of the tip of the tongue. When you're a kid, and you just have that kind of remark, he smokes real cigarettes. Like, that threw me for a loop. Have you, how many times have you watched this video? I honestly had forgotten about it until you showed me. So, that tells you that I haven't watched it too much, and I really enjoyed it. All right, he, his friend smokes real cigarettes, and then we start working up. You know, we're, we're getting some interviews with the grandma. She's talking about what happened. They're showing some play-by-plays of a car going real fast. And the next thing you see is uh, is him asking, "Why'd you do it?" He says, "I want to do it because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things, like steal grandmama's car." And that right there, just that one solid response, like like nonchalant look on this kid's face. Is another just like point to where you lose your shit. And then the last thing that he says where you really lose your shit. I just want to do hood rat stuff with my friends. Who didn't want to do hood rat <laughs> stuff with their friends when they were kids? I remember I was used to be in the neighborhood and like, you know, you'd see uh you'd see somebody that, that would have something going on in the neighborhood or a cookout or whatever, and you like, man, like, I want to go get some food. We just hop the fence, do hood rat stuff with your friends. So this is a message to all of the uh, people out there in America. Don't forget to take the time to do hood rat stuff with your friends. The last thing I'll say, I will have some NASCAR content coming out this week on Roto Baller. Be on the lookout this weekend for my sleepers and drivers to avoid article on Roto Baller and my driver picks for the race at Kansas Speedway on Sunday. So important time in NASCAR right now is the playoffs. This race that's about to take place is actually going to be an elimination race. So we're moving into the round of eight. Ryan Blaney won at Talladega. Kyle Larson won at Dover. So they're at the top of the playoffs. And in those playoff race right now in that top eight so far, you've got Kyle, Ryan, and then you have Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, and Joey Logano. And the guys that are in jeopardy of losing their playoff spots is William Byron, Clint Boyer, Chase Elliott, and Alex Bowman. So four of these guys uh, will be gone after this race. Alex, Chase, Clint, and William are the four that are most likely to be gone. But if one of those four can pull through and win the race, then that would make, uh, depending on how Joey Logano or all the other guys that are already in the eight run, um, it, they, they could fall out <clears throat> and be pretty much written off. So this is a very important race for the playoffs for NASCAR this week. If you haven't watched a NASCAR race, read my articles play some DFS, make it interesting when you watch it. Because if you have fantasy lineups with this sport, it's going to make it a hundred times more interesting to sit through and watch the race. So definitely keep that in mind. Drew, you got anything before we roll? Nope. Looking forward to the the content we're going to be putting out on the Patreon page. Looking forward to watching the sports and obviously getting back uh, on the podcast with you. I enjoyed it. It's going to be another bitchin' week, week seven of the NFL, NASCAR racing at Kansas Speedway, playoff season in NASCAR, and getting close to playoff season in the NFL. 
we're, we're about at the halfway point, so I guess I can go ahead and say it. It's time to start getting serious, making your trades, doing your dance, doing your thing. Fantasy football season is in full heat, full swing. Loving every minute of it. Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. We'll be back for you on Monday. Sports. Party. Repeat. Don't give